Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Just like you, I'm an independent retail business owner. I love the home decor and gift boutique I co-own with my sister, but I don't want it to consume me or my life. Join me each week as I share lessons learned, helpful tips, and valuable information for your retail business and life. Whether you're buying your products or making your products, whether you're a 25K business or a $2.5 million business, I'm on a mission to help indie retailers work less, profit more, and grow. Let's get started on today's episode. Welcome to episode 178 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. Today, we're doing another replay. We're replaying episode 139 from last year, Five Things Independent Retailers Aren't Taught About Planning. Just like last week's episode, I'm replaying another episode from last year because what I shared in this episode is still really relevant and true about planning for us retail store owners. Now, I have to say that as we move along in the shopkeeper stages, we do seem to get better at planning because we learn along the way and we know if we want to to be better retailers, planning is a must. So shout out to all of you growing retailers at stage four and retail CEOs stage five. If you haven't taken my quiz to find out which stage you're in, go take it. It's eight simple questions and it's kind of fun and it's really enlightening. So speaking of fun, actually, I should probably share the quiz link with you that SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz. So speaking of fun, if you want to listen to a fun episode, listen to episode 140 as well. I'm not going to do a replay of episode 140. You can just go listen to it and we'll link it in the show notes too. Okay, so back to the replay of episode 139. In this episode, I shared some of the things that I wish I would have been taught about retail or business planning early on. And for those of you that think I'm a natural planner, you are mistaken. This was a learned skill. In my former career, I spent 12 of my almost 20 years in law enforcement as a detective. And that line of work was very reactive because a case would happen, unfortunately a crime would happen, And I would respond to it and then start to investigate. As an entrepreneur, I had to learn how to be proactive. And wow, what a difference. But I have come a long way in this area, especially running two businesses. I had to get better at this. For my sake, for my team's sake, definitely for my family's sake and life in general. All this to say, don't beat yourself up if this isn't natural to you. I promise it can be learned. If I could learn it, (laughs) anyone can learn it. My biggest tip with planning is that you're going to want to really commit to yourself. Like, yes, to yourself and to your business so that you can get yourself out of overwhelm. And this means you're going to want to kick the primitive brain to the curb. Let me explain that. Like that, the primitive brain, that's the part of your brain that says to keep doing things the way you've always done them. The part of your brain that wants you to stay comfortable. So if planning is uncomfortable to you and you don't understand why it hasn't worked for you, this is why. 
you will want to set a date with yourself to plan. Maybe this is daily or once a week, twice a week. Maybe it's bi-weekly. It's going to be different for all of you, but you're going to want to commit to using it. Otherwise, it's not going to be a habit that you build. And you're always going to wonder why this doesn't work. I really want you to stop wasting time on things in your schedules that just don't serve you or your business. And planning is what's going to help you get there. You all know what I'm talking about. You can stop floundering. You can stop doing things at the last second. You can get out of overwhelm. Once you commit to yourself and to this practice, there is no stopping you. I have seen such incredible results and testimonials and feedback from the people that bought the planner last year. Because once you realize that you can overcome old ways and old thinking, you become empowered. So enough about my tangent. I cover a lot more in episode 139. So let me start to wrap up this intro so that you can actually hear episode 139 either again or with fresh ears this year. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you're going to visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 178 or the original show notes for episode 139, and that's at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 139. Anyone getting excited about the new planner? (laughs) I know I am. I know Sam, my team member, and the designer, she is. And I really want to say if you are getting excited, you should be. We, It's just, it's amazing. It's incredible. We've taken so much feedback. We've listened. We've tweaked a few things. The design is fresh. So many fun things about this. You should be excited. And if you aren't yet, I'm telling you, get excited. It's so good. We're sharing sneak peeks on Instagram. So if you want to go follow me there, my username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. So stay tuned for a lot more next week. Until then, here's a replay of episode 139, Five Things Independent Retailers Aren't Taught About Planning. If you're an aspiring shopkeeper or a savvy starter, you're definitely going to appreciate this episode, even if you don't realize it quite yet. If you don't know which shopkeeper stage you're in, I created a simple eight-question quiz that will help answer this question for you. So you can take the quiz at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash quiz, answer the questions, don't overthink them. There's eight simple questions, have fun with it, answer them. Not only will you get your shopkeeper stage, you'll get access to two free resources, a list of four to six podcast episodes, and those episodes are going to be the most helpful episodes to you in your particular stage of shopkeeping. There's five stages. So the quiz is a result of years and years of, you know, conversations and research and communication with shopkeepers, and it's intentionally designed to help you along on your journey. You can also take the quiz more than once. I think that's important to say. So for example, if you think you've progressed to the next stage since you took the quiz, maybe you took it when I first launched it, you can take the quiz again and see if you get a new result. I know during my own aspiring shopkeeper stage and during my own savvy starter stage, I would have appreciated the information I'm going to share in this episode. 
And I just want to add that if you're a shopkeeper that's even further along, maybe you're in stages three and four, you're also going to appreciate this episode. So I guess my point is, no matter what stage you're in, you're going to find this information helpful. Maybe it's going to validate some of the things you've experienced. Maybe it's going to shed some light on on something that you can do to help in terms of planning. I think all stages should listen, but again, I think those first two stages are really going to get value out of this because again, it's going to be things that no one has really taught. No one really taught me in those stages. And maybe if you're in the beginning of all of this, you haven't heard these things either. Okay, so let's get started. Five things no one teaches indie retailers about planning. Number one on my list is you want to allow for CEO time. I know you've all heard the classic saying, work on your business, not just in your business. And retailers are known for doing all the things in their stores But what about the behind the scenes things like the bookkeeping, the planning, the strategizing, the analyzing, the visioning, all of that stuff? We just don't normally create the time on our calendars to get this type of work done. And honestly, I think it gets pushed to the bottom of our list. The big reason I believe why is because we have businesses that are very forward facing in terms of the customer. They're walking into our stores. It's very visual. It's a space that we have to pay attention to. We have to pay attention to the details. We're taking care of customers. We're having that face-to-face in-person communication. And all of the things physically in the store become a priority. Even if you're a maker and you're you're selling it at a maybe at markets, again, Those are the things that you're focusing on, the products that face the customers, the communication that faces the customers, the in-person experience with the customer. So I think all of the other stuff, the CEO type work gets pushed to the bottom of our list because what customers see becomes the priority, but what they can't see is equally important. So block time for your CEO level work every month. It's so important. Number two is journaling is helpful. I'm going to say this one more time. And then I have something else to say about this. Journaling is helpful. This does not necessarily mean that you're keeping a diary. I can't tell you how many times I've heard shopkeepers, one-on-one clients say to me, I hate journaling or I'm not good at journaling. Now, I can only speculate that this comes from childhood. When we were kids and teenagers and maybe we had diaries or we would see movies where there were scenes in the movies where trust had been violated and somebody picked up somebody's diary and read it. Or maybe in movies when you see them read these diaries and it sounds like these pages, like the writing on these pages comes from like a really well-written published novel. So then there's pressure about, how to write in, how to say things in the diary. This is not a diary. This is not what I'm referring to. Journaling doesn't come with a manual. Well, that I know of. (laughs) When I say journaling, I'm simply referring to a place where you can dump your ideas and your thoughts. Sometimes this is in the form of lists or strategizing. Sometimes it's in the form of mindset work. 
where, for example, I dumped lots of my thoughts around money. This was when I was working on my own money mindset a few years ago. I had a lot of program thinking to work through. And at the time, I didn't realize just how much of this topic consumed my thoughts until I wrote it down. Yeah, until I actually got it out of my head and wrote it down somewhere. So in the end, it doesn't really matter what you call it. If you call it journaling, if you really dislike the word journaling, replace it with something that works for you. The point is, we as entrepreneurs tend to have so much in our brains that releasing it is liberating. Journaling is where you can accomplish this. So just keep that in mind. Journaling is helpful. Journaling is not necessarily keeping a diary. Number three, we should work further ahead than we think. Planning for retailers should happen at least one quarter ahead. And planning for something like Q4, the holiday season, which is really huge for so many of us, that is most likely a year-round effort. We're going to link some helpful blog posts that I have on this topic, but I'm just going to kind of quickly shift into my point here, and that's And this is going to be for the buyers, those of you that go to market to buy your products for your stores. So for example, we can go to America's Mart in January, expecting to order some spring items for April, May, June, but we get there and we find out that almost half or more of the spring items are sold out. And you want to know why? It's because all of the buyers who attended the markets last July, last year, They ordered all of the spring items already. They're ahead of it. They're a year, probably over a year. They're ordering over a year in advance. And I'm saying they, but that's really me now too. Or for example, when new retailers, you know, maybe you're getting ready to open your store and you're thinking, okay, it's July and August. We're months in advance of November and December, the Christmas season. And you try to place orders for fall and Christmas items. And again, you think you're going to get these items and you realize so many of them are sold out. And it's because all of the buyers at market in January place their orders that far in advance. This particular tip or what I'm talking about here is something that I wish someone would have taught me sooner or at the beginning of my retail journey. It took us a couple years to figure some of these things out. Unfortunately, like many of my group members and one-on-one clients tell me, there is no degree for shopkeeping. This is really why I created the podcast and why I created the Shopkeepers Academy. Maybe it's not a certification when you join my membership groups. You won't get a fancy degree, but it's certainly an educational resource for indie retailers. And these are the things that we talk about. These are the things that I wish I would have known early on in my journey. Number four, debriefing is important. Not just the effort you place ahead of time into planning, but what about the post-activity work, like the tracking? The summarizing, the documenting, maybe you're documenting wins. That's so important. I should talk about that more. You're documenting accomplishments. You're you're documenting financials and numbers. No one ever says that the pre and post work should go hand in hand. We're so focused on just getting things done 
that we forget to do some of the the important things that come after an event or at the end of each month or at the end of each quarter. Again, like analyzing, reviewing, documenting, strategizing. Some of these things are like what would be described as like typical debriefing activity. But again, I say typical, yet no one ever really taught me to do these things in my retail business. I had to learn them on my own. Number five, planning is a commitment to you. I want to say this one more time. Planning is a commitment to you. So if you've listened or binged this podcast since episode one, you most likely have heard me say on multiple occasions that we're really good at wearing a hundred, a thousand hats, who knows how many hats we wear, and we're really good at people-pleasing or doing everything for everyone else. We're creatives, we're multitaskers, we're sometimes hustlers. And although I can appreciate these traits at time, the unfortunate and sad result is that we can neglect ourselves. And in the end, that sometimes means neglecting some parts of our business the CEO part of our business. But your business is you and planning is a commitment to you and the life that you want to live. So committing to you is committing to your business because work is a part of our lives, right? And we sometimes neglect ourselves. We sometimes put ourselves second or third or 20th In the grand scheme of things, family members, you know, customers, all the things that come first before we actually commit to ourselves. And sometimes that means committing to ourselves as business owners, as the CEO. It was just in Master Shopkeepers this morning, kind of engaging, and I asked something about what was everyone doing on Labor Day. And there's a group member who definitely has shifted her commitment to herself over the past few years. She's running. She's gotten into great shape. She used to run in the past and she brought it back into her life and she does it for her mental health and it's been so good for her. She looks fantastic, but the big thing I think is she feels fantastic. And that was one thing that she said in her comment was, I've put myself first again. Like I let that go for years and I put myself first again. And I think that's the biggest message is, Planning means you're putting yourself first again. You're putting your business first because, again, our businesses and our lives are intertwined. So anyhow, while working on this episode, I literally went back after I kind of, you know, laid it all out and came up with the five I, five things that that independent retailers don't get taught about planning. I went back and looked at them and I realized, nope, I Definitely did not know any of these things when I started. No idea, no clue. And I share these episodes with you to save you time, frustration, and energy. If I had access to these nearly 140-some podcast episodes eight years ago, I can only imagine how far ahead I'd be with my business. However, I often tell myself this is how it was supposed to go and look at all of the things I've done with Savvy Shopkeeper to help all of you and I don't live in regret. Before I wrap this up, I do want to say that if these episodes are helpful to you, please take a minute to share them with another shopkeeper or someone you, you think would find them helpful. I haven't mentioned this in a little while, but if you would take a couple minutes 
particularly on the Apple Podcast app, if that's what you're listening to, if you could take a couple minutes and leave a review, if I've helped you in any way, I'd really appreciate it. Go ahead and do that. It doesn't, it's not complicated. And I'm always, always grateful. Which also kind of brings to mind that if you listen to any other podcast that you love and the content is free, I highly encourage you to share the love in return and leave all of your favorite podcasts a review. You have no idea how much podcasters appreciate this gesture. And then before I go, I have a special PS. I always like to put PSs in my emails, but I'm going to put a PS here in this podcast episode. I have a special PS to share with you. I am beyond excited to say that I have a planning solution for shopkeepers. This has never been created or offered before for retailers ever, I don't think. I could be wrong, of course, but I don't think. I am not quite ready to share what it is, so I'm going to leave you with a cliffhanger, but please know that I'm going to be sharing something next week. So stay tuned to next week's episode. That's episode number 140, where I'll be making a big announcement. Can you guess what I'm about to share next week? If you can, DM me on Instagram. My username is at Savvy Shopkeeper. If you want to see the show notes to this episode or find links to anything I mentioned, you can visit my blog at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 139. We'll be sure to link the blog post that I mentioned earlier that'll be helpful for Q4 planning or for just planning in general, so you can read those. And I think that's it. I'm happy to say today that um, it's probably a good thing that no one can see me. Like, there's a reason why I choose podcasting, because I went on a five-mile hike with my husband, and I came back, and I came straight into my office, and I'm so glad no one can see me right now. So until the next episode, and the next episode is going to be a big one, be savvy and boss up. Bye.